Hi everybody, I'm just jumping in here with a little content warning because this episode of the podcast has probably got more um, colourful language than you've come to expect from Zoe and I. So I'm just going to say listener discretion is advised. Also, this is the extended edition um, of our podcast because we had a lot to say and it's our sort of end of the year, beginning of 2023 kind of wrap up. So we hope you enjoy it. Okay. Are we on? We're on. Did you want me to sing an opening again? Yes, please. Oh, no. I think that's a crowd favourite. <laughs> oh, dear. I've got to think of something now. Uh, the theme song to Skin, season one and two. I can't even remember that. How does that go? Dun, 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 diddly, diddly, diddly. No, I've done that completely For wrong. For some reason, the only thing that came to my mind when you said Skins was my brain went, I'm not crazy. I'm just <laughs> a little unwell. Why? I I don't know, because everyone's crazy in that show. Oh, they're all metal. Effie's, Effie's effed. She's, no, she's actually crazy. And she does a little ditty at some point where she sings a song in the hospital. She's in the hospital and they sing a song on a plastic piano together. Yeah, and there's like randomly like a student like dating a teacher. It's all a bit much. I didn't like it. it there was a lot. So much happened. Okay, there was one. Uh, this is very sidetracked. There was one thing I liked about Skins that I think is missing from a lot of TV that represents teenagers these days. Say more. Okay. So we have Euphoria. We have I've not seen it. I I find it hard to watch shows about teenagers sometimes anyway because I think of all the mandatory reporting and the paperwork and the people being negligent in their lives. I can't watch them for a different reason and it's because they're always in like full hair and makeup and nice clothes and I just know that it's not true. Okay, but my teenagers always look immaculate, the ones I teach. I don't know how. It's absurd. It's almost violent that they look so nice when we looked so awful. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Back up there. (laughs) Sorry, the Justin Bieber, like, haircuts everybody had. Oh, so upsetting. And, like, I straightened my fringe so much, it stopped being curly. So I had curly regrowth, but a straight fringe. Also upsetting. Horrendously upsetting. (laughs) Fabric belts that served no purpose. Oh, yes, I remember. And they had little metal clasps on the back, and they're in the shape of butterflies. Yeah, rude. Those particular twins we went to high school with. I who know. Who would wear them. Yeah, it, I know. Oh. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Flared trousers that were so flared, they went all the way over your skate shoe and the mud kind of ate them up and they slowly disintegrated from the bottoms up. Disgusting. Disgusting. We were filth. I don't know if you remember this. This is another side note. We are like literally at the beginning where it's already full of side notes and maybe two Proseccos. <laughs> 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 but... Now, I'm going to expose something oh disgusting about our high school experience. Okay. Do you remember the spit wall? Oh! <laughs> I absolutely remember the spit wall. It was revolting. It was literally a wall people just hocked spit onto. It also included chewing gum and like yogurt lids. You know yeah. when you peel the lid off a of yogurt? Do you? Uh, yuck. Do you remember when I later worked at this same school? I also, and you worked there I, too. We worked at the same school. And we took great joy in spending our lunches together at whoever's duty, whoever was on duty. I loved that you would come and do duty with yeah. me. And I, I was a bit scared about being in the high school I was scared you. about being in the the little dibber-dobbers. Oh, mate. Yeah, no, I get it. The, we were scared for each other, but we were out support network. Both out of comfort zones because it's a K-12 school. Um, <clears throat> when I worked there, someone graffitied a bin, one of the students. Ooh. And they... I have a side note about this, but continue. About I, a different story. I know who it was because this student always called people daddy as a joke. 
and they Ew, just yuck. graffitied the word daddy across a wow. bin, like a, a wheelie bin. Was this a, someone from the high school or from the primary school? Yeah, from the high school. Yeah. And so I saw the graffiti and I made like a little blurb that goes with a piece of artwork. So it was like mixed media installation, wheelie bin, <laughs> spray paint. <laughs> and then it was all about a commentary on rubbish fathers. <laughs> and the, Which in that particular community might have been a bit apt. The principal... <laughs> My students knew I did this. It was funny. I put it in one of those display plastic things that holds a sheet of paper yeah, up. Yeah. I just placed it onto the bin. And the principal held it up and was like, this is not funny to the whole assembly. Oh, and my God, it is funny. My year 10s, I was making such eye contact You're with like, them. you like, shut up, I was like, snitches end up in ditches. But with my eyes. And the thing was, it was incredibly funny. That is hilarious. I don't want to do my own horn, but it was funny. No, that's good. I uh, used a oh. whole prep lesson to do that. I rate that so highly. And that is how you deal with graffiti. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the spit wall was vile. Yeah. I don't even understand the purpose of it, really. I, uh, well, I don't know. The whole thing was so gross. Year eight was just gross because there was the thing with that guy. Remember the guy who snorted the worm? Yep. Um, there was the time I fell in that river. Yep. Um, on an excursion <laughs> up to my neck in July. In July. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was a teacher and he used to say year eight should take a gap year. Oh, bloody oath. They should just go. They should not be in school. They should be made to work in a workplace or something. Volunteer, pick up rubbish on the road and come back in year nine. This is the caliber of year eight though. Like that excursion where I fell into the river, uh, we were coming back from our trip to To the rubbish tip. We went, we went to the tip. (laughs) That's an excursion. Okay. Now people are going to think this is made up lies. This is not made up lies. We went to see a big hole. It was no, it's not called a big hole. That's something different. No, but um, it was a big hole full of rubbish. Yeah, yeah. It was... And what did they tell us? It was a kilometre deep. It was a, it was a kilometre deep. And they used it col- to collect the methane the rubbish made. From Sydney. They bring it in on trains and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the rubbish gets trained from Sydney. Um, they put it in the big hole. In, at Tarrago. It's not the big hole if you live in town because that's a different hole. That's at Captain's Flat. Yeah. Um, or sort of around there. Which I've swum in that big hole. I've been there um, and I was, yeah. Anyway, so they train the rubbish in and then they put it in there and they capture the methane from it and they use it to power generators to make electricity. But at the time, and this, I remember this so vividly, at the time, no one had bought the power they were producing. They had enough to power, I think they said like, like a few bunging doors over. Like, yeah, they could power quite a bit of homes with this, but no one had bought it. So it was just being produced and like dissipated. It wasn't being used. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's kind of wild funny as well, because Bungandu also has, is also the home for a wind farm. Yeah. Um, so there's like all this like energy that's being created in other ways. That, in like, sustainable is, ways. Is not being used but by the town. It's not being used. Um, so yeah. we went out, we went on an excursion. Obviously I learned stuff and that stayed with me <laughs> um, to that hole. It was July. It was freezing. It was meant to be... It's like three degrees outside. A whole day excursion. Yeah, it was It was not. Now, clearly they get the busload of year eights to the hole. There's like, I'm going to say like a hut that has a kind of museum of information about educational stuff about the... Yep, true, true. It's sort of a hut size. Mm. And they realize we cannot spend a whole day at this place. Also, do you remember the actual viewing at the hole? Yes. We get out of the bus. Yeah. We line up along like the railing and we look into it for, yeah. I'm going to say maybe 90 seconds. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. And then we go around the hut. It's freezing cold in the middle of nowhere in Tarago. 
They've booked the bus all day. Oh, man. They can't take us back to school yet. They've clearly not got a whole day's worth of activities at this tip. You can't even tip scavenge anymore. And should we want to, you'd have to go a kilometer down to do it. Yeah, like it's a long way. So they bus us to... It looks like a strip mine, basically, (laughs) full of like people's bin juice from Sydney. So they procure some sausages. I don't even know where they came from. I don't even know where they came from. They procure some sausages. They bus us to a recreation spot near a river, the Shoalhaven River. (laughs) They let us all out and they expressly say, do not go in the water. Also, though, like there's no supervision. We're like, I don't know. What five hundred meters down the river in the like in the bush? Yeah, we're in the bush. We're everywhere. All the adults are up at the yeah. wreck area, like up. Um... Do you remember? Because they're trying to get a fire started to cook the sausages. I can't yeah. tell you how cold this day was. It was absolutely freezing. It was absolutely freezing. It was so cold. They're trying to start a fire to cook the sausages. They start the fire. They've got the sausages on top, and someone finds a couple of suspect like chocolate milk bottles and hose pipes. Oh, no, I don't remember oh this. Oh, my God. I have a photo of this. I think I had disappeared down to okay. the water by then. I have a photo of this. Someone is like, sir, what is that? And it's these suspect bottles, plastic mm. bottles with hose pipes in, <laughs> which he decides, the person in charge, to put on the barbecue under the sausages. So I have a picture. I know I know who it was who did that, <laughs> but I don't remember this happening. And it's, it's a, a campfire. Yeah. And then it's sort of two sets of grills. Yeah. On the bottom grill is Troy Mundy's, sorry, I named him, socks, because he got his socks wet. Yeah, silly goose. His socks are drying out. Two bongs, and then on top, sausages. (sighs) Yeah, it's a real year eight party, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And the kids are just spread. Okay, so you you didn't see that. You're down the river at this point. I come and join you. Yeah, I'm down the river. Um, I've gone quite a way. Now... There is a point where we cross the river quite a way down and you have to jump out. There's a bit of leaping involved from like large boulders. Big, big rocks. Yeah. And, and the river is moving at pace, actually. Oh, there's a lot of water in it. Yeah. And there's been a lot of rain. The drought's broken by then. 2008. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yep. Um, showing our age. I know. And um, yeah, I remember having to leap over, but then to leap back was a bit different because it was kind of going up like you were going against gravity and it was a bit slippery because yeah anyway and i was like oh i don't want to like jump over that because god i remember this so there was distinctly. a little kind of waterfally thing yep like and it was enough that if i fell in like um You're either, in. something bad could happen yeah like you know. and you can't really tell you can't really tell what the water's like under the surface because it is moving quite fast yeah and it was mo- it was going at pace anyway yeah. so i've decided i'm not jumping back over to get you know to get back to where we need to go. I'm going to walk up the river on the other side. Yep. Like I'm on the wrong side of the river. Yeah. You're um, too far away from the bong barbecue. Yeah. And I'm looking for a good place to cross. Yes. So I'm thinking I'm going to go all the way back up to under the bridge. Cause there's like, yep. there's a good spot to cross there, but I actually couldn't get there. So in the end I've decided to yep. cross where it looks really, you know, like not that deep. Yeah. And I remember this because of the surprise. Yeah. The shock of so what happened a, next. It's kind of, imagine like a sandbank sticking out of the water, yeah. like if you're at the beach, but yeah. instead it's made of rocks. Yeah. So I'm on that and I'm walking and I've I've taken my shoes off. I've rolled my pants up. To We're not my making knee. the same mistake as Troy. No, I'm not getting wet socks. Not getting socks. wet socks Sorry, in July. Because I've got to get back on the bus, go back to school and get back on the same bus yeah. 10 minutes later to go all the way back home. Yeah. I'm not getting wet socks. We're not getting wet socks. No. You are smarter than that. Yeah. Well, so I think. <laughs> 
until all of a sudden the platform that I'm on completely drops away and I'm up to my neck in this ice cold water. I can't tell you. Like he's, It's like a sinkhole almost, like quicksand. He goes from being at normal human height to just a head in the, above the water. And I'm free. It's like three degrees outside. It's anyway, so cold. So by this stage, like I've, I've abandoned... <laughs> Like any need to worry about getting wet because I'm already wet. So I'm just like, fine. So I like paddle to the edge of the river and I get out and I'm absolutely, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to use an F word then. I'm absolutely effing freezing. <laughs> yeah, and you're livid. I'm so mad. And um, anyway, so I get back and all the teachers are mad at me because they're like, oh, it's the one thing we told you not to do. <laughs> and I'm wearing one of Mr. Lang's jumpers and um, Tors's track pants yeah because they're like a size eight they're like you cannot wear those wet clothes you'll get hypothermia <laughs> and so like i have to get like undressed in front of the entire bus of teenagers <laughs> and, and we have to scavenge clothing for you and to put, put on. on like some dry clothes that don't fit me and like a chain smoker's jumper yeah and um like a size some eight size eight women's track pants oh mate and so i'm on the bus and i'm like oh, and i'm so mad about all of it and all zoe can say to me is at least you didn't get your hair wet i <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was livid. Oh, I had a rage in me. It burnt deep. God, that was a core memory, as they say. That we did not. Okay, so we've got a list of things that was not on to the talk list. about, and that's just come up. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of being livid, speaking of being livid, or um, making problem solving, okay. I'm going to say and. What have you what have you written in your on your list? Well, you wouldn't tell me what you wanted to talk about. You just said um you texted me you said you'll be amazed at the problem solving Bron and Patrice and I have done this morning and then you told me you think I'll be outraged. I want to also clarify that it's not problem solving that I did. It was oh. problem solving that they did. Okay. Well, you told me you think I'll be outraged. It's a story of outrage and so I've just written a man scorned and P- then P and B for Patrice and Bron. Yeah, okay. Who are just Pinnacles of our community from back home. They are pillars, queens. I believe. Yeah. Pillars, yeah, goddesses. Um, they, you know, they keep the local wineries in business. <laughs> As do we all. And they basically run the school. So. Yeah, they do. We all used to teach together. Yeah, we love anyway. them. Um, so, yeah. So it was problem solving that they did because my job was to mind the table. So. Mm-hmm. I've had a bit of a weird morning for me. I've got up quite early. I was up about yeah, six. Yeah, you were surprisingly... So my phone has a do not disturb mode after 10 p.m., but it has an override function. So if you or my mom ring me twice within seven minutes, it'll make a noise. Mm. And if you text me more than seven times in a row, it'll make a noise. And this morning it made a noise and it woke me up. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I looked at the time and I thought, absurd. He's, I thought to myself, <laughs> he's not slept. Because I'd also sent you some crazy messages from the middle of the night. Yeah, and I've not caught up to any of them yet. I just figured you'd come back to them. No, and so what I normally do is I look at them while I get my morning coffee. Ah, yeah, okay. Because you sort of text me knowing that I won't see them. See, and then you text me back usually around 6.30 on a work day. Knowing that you won't look at them. I'm not looking at them until I get to work. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so then there's like a window where we overlap and we can actually exchange. But otherwise our texts are largely like internal monologues. (laughs) <laughs> written down yeah i just write what i'm thinking and i figured you, you, you don't even really need to respond it's just so you know what i was thinking yeah exactly <laughs> anyway so you've told me um you that i'd be amazed at the problem solving but yeah. also uh, possibly i'll be outraged yeah 
So I'm up this morning, I'm up early, I'm doing a few things. And then I messaged my group chat with Bron and Patrice. And I was like, oh, I haven't actually talked to them in a week since like Christmas. I was like, what's going on? What are you guys doing? I miss you guys. What you? And then next minute, we are making plans to go to the Fishwick Market for a coffee. And I was oh, like, fantastic, so great. I was like, I won't take the dog because... I Chaos. Know, I don't know if you can take a dog there, can you? Yeah, yeah, you can. People take their dogs, but they mm. don't go into the... I just thought it would all be too hard and yeah. I had to come here after. Anyway, whatever. So I do that and, um, and yeah, so we're making plans to get coffee. And I said, do you know what? I've actually already had a coffee and I have had some toast at home not that long ago. I'm actually not going to, I'm not feeling into okay. brunch and a little, um, this might sound crazy, but a little thing I'm doing going into the new year is not being pressured into eating if I'm not hungry. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. This comes back to one of the pet peeves I've mentioned earlier, mm. which is whenever I say no to something at work because I simply don't feel like it, a woman over 30 has to go, oh, you're being good. Oh, no. No. Do I look like I need to be good? I am good. I'm the best. I'm however I want. My body is an exceptional vehicle and it takes me everywhere I need to go. Exactly. And if you've listened to our previous podcast, you'll know that Zoe and I are leaning into only eating what we feel like when we shared a bacon and egg roll. Intuitive eating. Like really just trying to pay attention to... And just going, what actually do I need? Am I really hungry? Do I really need to eat a whole... The signals from your body. And not moralizing food, but also not adhering to like eating because you think you should. Like for the most part, your body is pretty good at just knowing kind of if you're hungry or thirsty. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I've said, yeah, let's have a coffee. No worries. I don't really feel like anything. So whatever. So Braun offers to like Mm. go and get coffees. Patrice wants to go and check out the morsels. My preferred bakery is absolutely chock-a-block. And I'm going, no, not going in there. Is that the one near all the fun shops on the side? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So next to the fish Bean and grain or something? It's cocoa and rye, I think. That's right. So close enough. Close. You were really close. Bean and grain, cocoa and rye. Very similar. (laughs) I basically said the same thing. Yeah, we did. We would. Anyway. Um, So we've had to seek out a new... A new venue, which yep. is fine. So we go there. Um, turns out it's an old venue for Patrice and like we're actually returning. Okay. I do need to know because I'm a Fishwick Market connoisseur. Uh, it's... Mm, is it one of the delis? I don't know. Okay. Where in the U of the markets is it? It's in the top of the U, down the end. So it's past Whiffins yep. and it's... No, I know where it is. Yeah. And you can like buy stuff in there. Anyway, whatever. It's like a shop as well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I know exactly which one you're in. Good. Anyway. So that helps me. They're going in there. I'm minding the table. Perfect. I'm like, great. Excellent. Are the chairs like a checky kind of woven plastic? Maybe. And there's like a big, like, um, big bench wooden bench thing. Yep. 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 We're in the same imaginary space. Yeah. But you're there for real. So I'm there. Um, The coffee, apparently the coffee's good. Came out. It was great. Um, The coffee is good. It is the kind of coffee that hits you straight away. Oh, yeah. And I had Oof. I like it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So they go in and they, and Patrice is, you know, as I said, she wanted to check out the food and, you know, maybe she wanted a croissant. Yeah, or a little a, something special. Something, something. And yeah. I said, no, nah, I'm off it. Like, I'm, I'm just going to have a coffee. That's yeah. fine. I've had one at home. I've had some toast. I'm all right. Um, anyway, so they come out and apparently they're not serving food. They're just doing coffee. Sorry. Look, I don't know what to tell you. That's, that's what was going on. This is unheard of. Mm. It is a Friday. I don't know. I've not ever been no. to the markets on a weekday. No, this is weird. So anyway, so... Something's gone wrong. I'll tell you that. Here is the problem solving. Okay. P- 
Patrice and Braun walk out with um, a big hunk of triple cream brie. Oh, I love this. A Sonoma baguette. Yes. And um, what was it? It was like um, fig and apple like jam or paste or something. Yes. This is, I respect this so hard. Okay. So I thought you might be outraged at this because, so there are no plates. No, nah, you just use the plastic or whatever the thing's coming. There's like some serviettes maybe nah, that they picked up. That's all you need. We are breaking the bread yep, open. With your fingers. Cutting, like getting the cheese. They've asked for a knife. Yep. Um, and they've, they've got a butter knife. They said, yeah, we can do a butter knife for you. Um, and serving up cheese and paste on this like, is freshly broken Sonoma bread. And I was like, will we be outraged about this? Because I'm a bit shook. Okay. So, no, I'm all about this. I'm going to tell you an anecdote. Okay. It's in a similar vein. Yeah. My colleagues and I have made a booking at a popular cafe in Watson. Okay. Yes, I know the one. They have the kind of thing where you can scan the QR code and order from your phone. Now I'm an introvert, but I don't like those. Okay. I want to have the reassurance of engaging with a human that Mm -hmm. my order has been processed. Okay. Okay. I don't trust it. I don't like it. I don't trust it. I don't like the format for reading the menu. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't give me, it's like people who can't read a Kindle. They want a real book. Yeah, I totally get it. I want a real cafe experience. That's why you're going. Okay. So anyway, everyone else is using it. So I give it a whirl. It won't let me order the vegetarian Eggs Benedict, which is Eggs Mm. Benny with spinach. Because sometimes we don't want all the bacon. No, I usually don't want the bacon. What I really want is an Eggs Florentine, but that's never on the menu. So I'm frequently finding myself ordering the Eggs Benedict without the meat, just going no meat. Yep. No, I'm not that huge on mushrooms. So I often don't want the option if it's instead of meat, it's mushrooms. Because they want to put protein on there. What I I want. There's already eggs. What I want is the spinach. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It won't let me order that for some reason. So I order, you can do eggs on toast with hollandaise and a side of spinach. For God's sake. So I create my own eggs benedict and I put it through. You're blowing minds. And I love your problem solving. It goes through, but then a staff member comes up to me and goes, no, we can't do that. We're out of Eggs Benedict. And I was like, what do you mean? I didn't order Eggs Benedict. What do you mean? Are you out of Holland? Like you, people, other people have ordered things. That's me speaking with my hands and throwing crockery everywhere. Other people have ordered things that have most of the components of what I've just asked for. Someone's ordered an Eggs Benny Summon. Yep. What do you mean? He can't tell me. He just says the kitchen can't do it. So I go up the front. My whole staff is watching me. Whole faculty. I go up the front. Oh, you're there with other people. Yeah, I'm there with oh other people. Oh, my God. Even They've all placed their orders. The coffees are coming out. I go up the front and I'm like, someone explain to me what the problem is. I'm going to need some details. With eggs, hollandaise, spinach and toast. Are you irate yet? or Someone explained to me. They said, we haven't got any spinach. I said, no worries. Have you got anything green that can go on the plate? No, out of kale, out of spinach. I'm going, okay, except, except if you're running an establishment, your main income is from brunches. You run out of greens, but you are right next to an IGA. What are you doing? You're popping over to get some greens. You are sending the youngest member of staff over to buy some greens. Yeah, exactly. And you're just being really stingy about them on the plate. 
you're putting like you know what seven seven bits of spinach yeah like seven leaves in my brain i'm like that sounds like a you problem i'm sorry (laughs) but i'm very polite about it i go okay could you do me then if the greens are the problem the eggs the hollandaise and the toast he goes yes no worries so i order that i go and grab my purse from the table because I've already paid online for the spinach and they've just come over and said they can't do it. Yep, yep. So I grabbed my purse from the table. I said, I'll be back. And I go next door. And you bet, you bet your perm that I go and buy a bag of spinach. And I Fuck performatively, <laughs> performatively walk back in with that spinach oh, and place it in the center of the table so that as the weight person brings my eggs Benedict over, I gently lift the eggs up, reach into the bag of spinach and place the spinach on my plate. My (laughs) boss can't even. He is mortified. This reminds me of a similar anecdote. And the only only reason I'm doing this is one, I want my breakfast how I want it. Two, running out of greens is actually not good enough. No, because they're quite easy to It is literally such an easy problem to solve. Especially for that particular establishment. It is right. It is next door. It's so easy to solve that problem. (laughs) Even go to Dicko Woolies and get like bulk spinach. I don't care. So I'm actually just showing them the solution to their problem. I realize this makes me sound sound so unlikable. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's my villain era. (laughs) I also, because there's a few stories that you have shared about yourself to me about your villain era. One of them involves you. We can cut this out if you don't like it. Okay. Um, a time curious. that you refused to teach and sat at the back of the room because another oh. teacher overstepped. This was when I was a prac student even. I love it. So I was on my very first teaching prac. Um, and this teaching prac, I had an exe- like an exemplary mentor. She'd been working for 20 years. The classrooms hadn't been repainted since her and her husband painted them on their honeymoon. Um, you know, she, she painted over every cock and balls with some tits for equality in terms of the graffiti. Love it. She called kids out on their SHIT. You know, she would walk past two kids passionately pashing. I imagine that's what pash stands for. I don't know. I've never thought about it. I've never thought about it either. Surely. Passionate kissing. Yeah. Two kids playing tongue hockey. <clears throat> Disgusting. Ew. She'll walk past them and she'll just point. She's on the way to retirement. She'll just point at them and go, you'll waste years of your life on him, love, and walk past. That's like when I say to the kids, no need for boys and boyfriends and girlfriends at school. They'll spend all your money at the canteen. Iconic. Amazing. Iconic. This woman is iconic. But the only feedback she gives me the whole of prac is like a hug at the end of each lesson and a well done. Like, I don't know what she's doing, but she's just loving... That I walk in, we're only meant to do so many hours of prac, whatever. Everyone who does a teaching prac knows that you do what the mental teacher asks you to do. Yeah. If you're and meant to do some. if you're meant to do two hours a day, mm-hmm. you're meant to do two hours a week, and they ask you to do five, you do five. Yep. Like And you're volunteering. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. So I walk in first day. The uni is the worst institution I've ever been to. So they've not the <laughs> They assign us the pracs over the school holidays and tell us to turn up day one of term. So the teachers don't know we're coming. I got mine the day before I went. They don't expect us. She gets me, asks what the minimum, what we're expected to do. I tell her the minimum amount. It's still a fair bit. I'm there for six weeks, which is basically the whole term. Oh, that's right. Your pracs were different to mine. Yeah. 
Um, which is really good. Six weeks is long. It feels like you're teaching a term. You get to know the kids and stuff. She goes, cool, I have five classes. I haven't decided what I'm doing with them yet. Here's vaguely the topics start from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which obviously I do with a plum. Yeah. Oh, amazing. But in this one lesson, we're doing this kind of grid activity where you break down analyzing a text into sections. So there's like an identify section. You identify the technique. There's like a describe section. Describe how the technique's being used in the example, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end is a concept section where you're like link that to a bigger idea yep okay now i just simply say to the kids they've got their butcher's paper they've got their poem they know how to use these tables already i say some people find it hard to go straight for the technique sometimes some students like to start with the concept and then choose the example that would be me i'm a big picture person and work backwards yep so they might be oh a concept i can see in this poem is um platonic love great so i'm going to pull an example from there she is upset by the notion of doing the table backwards. Oh, okay. Starting at the back. She is upset by that. She interrupts me. She goes, no, that's not how you do it. Okay. She, she interrupts. She explains how the table works. And I'm, I've been left alone up until this point. She's not interjected at all. I've just been teaching. She's at the back on her computer. And I go, okay. My apologies, everybody. Mrs. So-and-so clearly knows better. I'll let her teach you how to do it. And I just went and sat up the back and did absolutely nothing the whole lesson. Oh, my gosh. Which, oh. at the time, felt like a really proportionate response. I completely agree. And, you know, from that anecdote, that taught me a lesson, and it's something that I later employed in my actual teaching practice when I had an executive teacher come in Ooh. incorrectly mm. correct everything I was doing mm. mm-hmm. and take over the lesson and completely undermine everything I did. And by the way, this person was absolutely not correct. No, yeah. And Every- you know it. Everything I was doing was exactly... And you're the- sitting there and you're like, yeah. I'm going to have to unteach this. And unteaching something is so hard. Exactly. Especially when I fought so hard to capture their attention. Because yep. I know you know the class I'm talking yep. about. And I was like, fine. And there's like 40 minutes to go until recess. <sighs> I sit at my desk on my computer and find anything to do. Yeah. And I say, and I did the same thing. I said, Mr. So-and-so will be teaching you until recess. Yeah. And he's looking at me like, what's just happened? And I was like, don't. And then later I was we'll like, talk don't, about it later. Yeah. Don't you ever do that again. Yeah. And that's to, the thing. I'm not, not just to me, but to anybody. I'm not fighting <clears> in front of the kids. Yeah. But I'm letting them know the impact of the decision they've just made. Yeah. And that is, if you undermine me, the buck stops with you. You can take over. I now have to demonstrate that I'm still deserving of their respect by not taking that nonsense from you. Yeah. Especially when everybody knows it. And it absolutely worked because at the end, she was immediately like, oh, I should have let you like see how that played out. Like, I'm sorry. That was my fault. My bad. And I was like, absolutely no worries about it. This particular Done. executive moved right yeah, on. He said to me on my last day of teaching at this particular school, he goes, Because I'd only been there. I think I'd only been in primary school for like three weeks. Yeah, you were not even. I was fresh from early childhood. Yeah. I was like, mm, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And um, on my last day, he said to me, You are the best 
early career teacher I've ever seen. And I was like, yeah, duh. Duh. But also nothing about how you interacted with me showed yeah. me that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I'm routinely like underutilized, underestimated and kind of underengaged. Me too, but I kind of do it on purpose. I like enge- I kind of act like I don't know anything. I can. En- I know you do. You do that at netball. You're like, oh my God, where should I stand? Is this where I stand? We, all- like, we have played 500 seasons together now. Yeah, no, but okay. So that is kind of not totally fake is because I, <laughs> I actually don't. Until I'm in the position, I can't remember where you're meant to be. Mm. And then, so I just, I just need a quick I'm reminder. Dubious. When I start the position, I'm like, okay, so where can I go in this one? Because I immediately forget. Because I think you give the impression things. to the other teams always that you've not played a game in your life. Oh, absolutely. I do. That is the impression you give. And yeah. that is why you get fun player. I do win the funnest player. Every time. I think it's, I think it's part of your shtick. I love it. I, I think. But I think it's a that- character. It's your netball character. Yeah. My netball character is Sharon. I'm there to kill. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm trying really hard to be fun. Anyway, we should move on to our actual... We're 35 minutes in and we haven't started We are 35 minutes in. You were going to tell me about your trip here. Okay. So there's three things I want to talk about. Okay. In what led me from the Fishwick Markets to your house to record the podcast. Okay. Can't wait. Um, So one thing I want to talk about is how difficult it is to find the place that you live when it's not bin day. Oh my goodness, I know. And that is the cue that I give people is I say the entrance is really hidden. It is between a whole row of bins and a playground. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But if there's no bins, very difficult. I was, I always drive past it. Our body corporate is, um, oh, when you're in an Uber, it's really funny because you're like, turn, turn. And they don't think there's anywhere to turn into. There's like, that's a park. What? And I'm like, no, there's 55 units down here. Yeah. You cannot tell from the street. (laughs) When I had the faculty over for drinks, some of them parked on the actual street. Oh, that's a long walk. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And I like try and write in the message. I'm like, drive to the end of the complex, get to the turning circle. And when keep it, going. When it feels like you have to stop, keep going. And then turn left. I'm so hidden. Yeah. I love it. I love it too. It's so quiet and peaceful. Okay, so that's one. Another thing I need to talk about, which I feel like is not being talked about enough, mm-hmm. the roundabout on Adelaide Avenue coming into Woden. Oh, I never use it. I've got questions I about never why use it. in the middle of the roundabout, extra lanes I know. appear. It makes no sense. And you're expected to cross two lanes of yeah. traffic in the middle of the roundabout. Because even though, like, you start in the lane that has the arrow for where you want to go. If you're lucky enough to be in the right lane to start with. But then, even if you're in the one that is indicated as this will take you where you want to go, yeah. you have to change lanes in the roundabout. Inside the roundabout. So there's literally no point having that. And the changing lanes happens, like, right, right in front of... Right before you have an, to turn. Yeah, and in front of another roundabout yeah. entrance. It's so wild. So more cars are coming on. It is, it makes, it is just, I just shut my eyes and hope for the best. Not enough people are talking about the roundabout at Adelaide Avenue. Okay. That's a good one. What's the third thing? The third thing. Now I know you're going to have more to say about I this. I know what it is already. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> okay. So for the fans at home, this is how I had to enter Zoe's house today. Because so I pull up, I get out of the car, I get my little suitcase full of all the stuff. The gear. As usual. Because you're the producer. I'm the producer. And I mosey down the driveway past the car and I see Zoe at the dining table. I go, hello, I'm here. And she goes, not that door. (laughs) And I remember. You can't use the front door. Oh, that's right. There's been a saga with the front door. There's been a saga. Which we will come back to. Uh, So the way I had to enter. Now, (laughs) I'm just going to describe 
the door situation a little bit. So um, Zoe's front door, like, so on one side of the house is the front door and approximately, I'm going to say maybe two and a half, three meters. No, more than that. I don't know, but maybe three meters further down the house, three meters down the house is a laundry door. Yeah. Now the laundry door is enclosed in a cat enclosure. Yes. So so the cat can use the laundry door because he has a cat door to go into this enclosure that's like four by three meters. It's big. It's a generous cat enclosure. Um, And it's six foot tall, but a bit taller than six foot tall. Um, And yeah, it's all enclosed. It does have a zip entry, but it's a little bit like a tent zip. Like it doesn't really open all the way. Yeah, it just doesn't open all the way. It's like even, because I'm going to say it's like an L on its side. Yeah, yeah. And so even if you unzipped, Right at the top and right down the side, there's still like a flap thing you have to... Jump of. over. So I've got to coordinate <laughs> my heavy tote bag yeah. and my suitcase. And your, and my greyhound is trying to like greet you greet with all me. the love. So that we can enter through the laundry door. And you have to be trying to not let the cat out at the same time. Anyway, so that was a that was the three things that led me here that I was like, yeah. mm, I don't so, know about this. <laughs> the door thing, and this is a classic, it's not a Christmas incident, but it's very close to it. Getting anything done, any life admin done between that Christmas to New Year's period, impossible. Oh, nay, nay. Something will go wrong and there'll be nothing you can do about it. You just have to wait. Like you just have to give up. You just have to give up. And like, fair enough. Everyone's with their families, whatever. But what I had happen was I, when I moved in years ago, I said to myself, I'm going to get new external doors. I love it because I hate your door. Because the old doors were literally made of cardboard. They had swollen in the water and they were peeling apart. Like you could punch through them. We learned it for sure when you were getting a dog door put in or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's literally like hex cardboard on the inside. I went to Bunnings and I talked to them about it and they were like, you're not allowed to sell those as external doors anymore Mm. because they're so flimsy. They're just not rated for the weather. Also, you can just break in. Yeah. Kick a hole in it. You're in. So I eventually got up the courage. I went on Father's Day because I thought it would not be busy. I was right. To the door emporium. I won't name the business. Um, (laughs) I've made up that name. So we've gone to the Door Emporium showroom. I've ordered hardwood Mm. doors. Wise. um, Coming pre-painted. I've chosen my hardware. I've gone for deadlocks for safety. Great. Um, And like a nice pull bar handle. You're a female in the big city? I am. Just a person in the big city? Do you know my boss told me when I first moved in that I should get a pair of men's shoes and put them out the front of my house? Mm, So it looks like I live with a big protective man. Stupid. Um, And anyway, I've got a greyhound. Duh. And I'll put her shoes out the front. (laughs) (laughs) Crocs with matching. What are they called? Crocs for dogs. Oh, they were called wag wellies. Yeah, but what are the little things you put in them? Oh, I can't remember what they're called. Little croc charms? Yeah, the charms. Um, Anyway. So I get those installed on the Tuesday before Christmas. So on the 19th, I get them installed. Yep. I remember because it's a big day for me. I've spent a few thousand dollars. I'm excited about it. And you're ahead of the game. Christmas isn't here yet and you've got new doors. New doors. I get to enjoy them. I'm loving them. Every time I enter the house, I enjoy using the door. Oh, that's a nice swing. Christmas Eve, I come home from drinks with the cousins. It's dark. It's late. Yep. I've forgotten to put the outside light on. I've got my torch on my phone on. I turn the key in the lock. It gets to the point where it should click and unlock and it just goes clunk and kind of vibrates and will not open. Oh, no. I think for a minute to myself, well, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. But oh, then I man. remember I have a second door a second through door. the cat run. 
Yeah. So I let myself in through that door and I'm thinking, like, I'm not paying a locksmith on over the Christmas break. Oh, no. Mm-mm. To come and fix these doors for me. So I do what any sane, rational person would do. And I email three different possible customer service emails <coughs> associated with the company. You've done a bit of Googling. And I leave two voicemails. And on the first day that I know that they're open, I wait until midday to hear back from them. And then I ring them. Rational. I get on the phone and I'm like, oh, hi. Um, I had some doors installed on Tuesday the 19th. And he's like, ah, oh, is this Zoe? <laughs> He's read your three emails and listened to both your voice. He's got them all. And he's really, really great. And he's like, but the thing is, like, it's the, you know, the lock is absolutely faulty. We'll absolutely fix it. But it's going to take a more experienced carpenter to do it and not actually F up your door. Yeah. Um, so you're going to, like, they don't even check their phones <clears throat> until New Year. Yeah. So Minimum. Minimum. Since, and I still can't use my front door. I cannot open the door. Yeah, no, we're trapped in here except it's for the stuck. back door and the. So I've got to go via the cat run to get out <laughs> so every single ridiculous. time. <laughs> every single time. So that's. And I just, you know, it's just the period of time. It's that time of year where something is going to go wrong and you won't be able to fix it. I have something that went wrong for me. Do you? In the, you know, in this Christmas time. It also happened on Christmas Eve. <sighs> and it took me several days to resolve it. And it. Is mostly resolved now, except it's still like pending. Mm, Go on. So I had something happen involving now, involving banks between Christmas and New Year. Oh, no. Oh, no, you didn't. I'm off it. Can you imagine? No, I'd be, I am surprised I didn't cry about the doors, to be honest. You know, I got a sunburn and then did some crying. Good. The bank necessary. So I had a bank check in my wallet that, um, I'd be meaning to like deal with because like who deals with checks anymore? Nobody. Nobody. My grandma writes checks. That's it. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, so I've got this like burning a hole in my wallet for, I don't know, probably I'm going to say a couple of months because I've not had the time to like go and like deposit it or whatever. Yeah, of course you haven't. I don't know how to deposit a check. I mean, you can go to an ATM, but like you've got to go to one for your That can do it. Yeah. Anyway, so I attempt to do it the day before Mm. at um, a bank in Dixon. Mm -hmm. No. ATMs, for some reason, not accepting. Classic. Like You've made deposits. the time to do the errand. I'm like, great. No. That's very annoying. Fine. I'll try another day. Okay. A few more days go by and I try and do it Christmas Eve. Yep. And um, I go to a different bank and I try to deposit the check. Yeah. And it says, oh, technical difficulties, blah, 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 whatever. And it says, please take your card and your check. And I was like, okay. So it spits out the card yep. and doesn't spit out the check. No. And it's like a few hundred dollars on this ah. check. And I was like, oh, whatever. So I then on Christmas Eve spend more than an hour on hold trying to talk to an Ooh. actual person um, like from Combank. Mm. We will name the bank. Uh, oh, whoops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, I got on the phone to some this brilliant human. Now, her energy was so great for somebody working the phones on Christmas Eve. Yes, good. Love it. And I was trying really hard to, like, reciprocate nice. it. Yeah. And anyway, it turns out she was... Because I was like, look, I've been at the Gangalan Bang, blah, blah, blah. This is what's happened. And she's like, oh, good old Gunners. And I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, I used to work at the Gangalan Woolies when there was nothing there except for Palmerston. Oh, my God. There used to be nothing there. A cold rock for some reason and yeah. nothing else. There was like cold rock, Woolies and Palmerston. That was it. Like, that was it. 
Anyway, so I'm having a chat to her and, she, you know, and I'm being really good about it. And I was like, look, I get it. Like, there's, yeah, nothing, and- there's nothing you can do. She's like, there's literally nothing you can do until the actual bank opens. Um, and I was like, Do you have to go to that specific branch? Yeah. Yeah, because I've got to go and talk to them about, like, finding this check that's disappeared yeah. in the ATM, right? Anyway, so she lodges a case number and whatever and, like, puts it in notes to, to notify the bank and say, right, there's a disputed transaction, blah, blah, blah. We need to find this check and fix it. Mm. Anyway, so... I think, but then she also says, so here's your case number, but it will be faster probably just to go into the bank Physically when it opens, in. Yeah. have a chat to somebody, hopefully they can just find it. Yeah. And I was like, great, no worries, I'll sort that out. And she goes, oh, I hope it's like, you know, I know it's like Christmas tomorrow, I hope it's like going to be okay. And I was like, look, it is what it is, but thank you for your, like, yeah. your cheery disposition. I yeah, it's not going to like ruin my children's Christmas yeah, or something. Yeah, it's fine, yeah. like whatever. Um, anyway, so I go into the bank, um, was it, I don't know, yesterday or the day before, whenever it was. Mm-hmm. And um, the queue is ridiculous. No. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm thinking, I'm, it's going to be so good. Gonna yeah, be yeah, there'll be there. nobody there. It's not lunch hour. It's like 3 p.m. It's yeah. a weekday. It's not after school run. Exactly. No school. Yeah, exactly. Uh. So I'm thinking I'm going to be doing so well right now. Yeah. And I've got places to be after this. Yeah, I've you're got going to go, in confident. I've got to go to Coles. I've got to get some ingredients. Yeah. And then I've got people coming over. Yeah. I'm just going to go. I'm going to speak to them. They'll find the check. Yeah. So I get to the front of the counter and they're like, so I wait and wait and wait mm. and wait in this line. And I get to the front and they're like, mm, and they sort of tried to help me. And then they're like, no, you're going to have to like talk to an, like a different representative. Like we do sort of like fast sort of yeah. withdrawal deposit transactions. Us. You're going to have to talk to a representative. And I was like, okay, fine. Can you bring them out? So I'm like watching the like time tick past. And then, um, so one comes out. And, but then there's like a list, they've got like a phone and they're going through the list of the customer details and they're like calling people up. It's like the equivalent of like when you get your number at the Access deli. Access camera. All oh, right. Yeah. Right. And um, anyway, so there's this guy, this young guy, John, and he's in a suit that looks like probably too expensive for the job he's doing. Yes. Yes. And um, he's talking to this family for this like 14 year old kid who is like getting a bank card for the first time or yep. whatever and it's like going on and on and on and on and he's like making small talk no and being john nice and being like and being he's trying to win like mr congeniality okay but it's a 14 year old they're not getting a home loan with you like they don't care also it's quarter to four there's on no a commission yeah like I, anyway i was i wasn't into it anyway so john waiting and waiting stow and waiting the charm for takeoff oh boy so <laughs> this like simple errand so like this thing that I shouldn't even have to do. Because no, because it's, it's their fault. It's it's their fault. It's in the system to be resolved. Yeah. And I'm following it up anyway because I've been advised that that's going to be the most appropriate and yep. quickest way to resolve it. And I'm waiting, 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 waiting. Okay, fine. You have to wait for someone different. Okay. And then this, it just keeps going. Anyway, so I finally find someone who was, and they take me into the little side office and I'm like, okay, so what's happened? And I said, okay, so I've had a check disappear. Um, which is like into your machine, into your machine. Like, what can we do about it? Here's the number, whatever. And she takes like all my details down. Like, what's your BSB? What's your account number? What's this, that, the other? And I was like, can't you just like scan my card? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So she does all of this. And then she looks really confused about the question I'm asking. And I said, the check went can into you- the ATM. Can you find it? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I have to see if the woman who has the key to open all of that is still here to do it. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God. Anyways. Because John and his small talk. Oh, mate. So anyway, yeah. And because I had, during the small talk, I had seen an, an important looking woman take a handbag and leave. No. And so like immediately I'm thinking, are you That's kidding it. me? She's walking out. I've, I'm absolutely. My opportunity is gone. Yeah. So I'm like, 
before anything's happened, I'm seething. I'm sitting there seething, thinking to myself, thinking I'm no, like I know what's happened. Mm. She's gone home. Julie's gone home or whatever mm-hmm. her name was. She mm-hmm. looked like a Julie. And um, anyway, it turns out as the bank gods would have it, someone was able to get in and oh. they find this like tatty check. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like kind of crumpled up. And, yeah. It's like actually been eaten by the machine anyway. So it's like, it's fine. It's like enough that they can still like deal with it. <laughs> and then she goes, okay. She gives it back to me. Goes, yep, yeah, yeah, it's got your name on it. Great, here's your ID and whatever. She goes, you have to take it back to the front counter. So they can no! deposit it. <laughs> so I have to get back in the no! line. To I'd de- be simply refusing to deposit this check. And I think I'm not going to that ATM and having this happen again. No, I'm. I'm an actual person is going to. I do need this a for human. Me. Yes. So I do it, and I wait in the line, and I get to the front, or whatever. And she like deposits it, and then she goes, "Yep, yeah, so that'll be three business days to clear." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so that's <laughs> after New Year. Yeah. Because we've got all these public holidays. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. 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 Anyway, so I just think that's classic, like trying to get anything done between yep. Christmas and New Year. And like, if you think about the hourly rate of the time. <clears throat> it took to get the the check done like yeah. you've spent that money it's not on your it. time yeah absolutely oh that taps into one of my concerns so i think i think aging is like the best kept secret in that there's oh, totally. there's lots of good things about getting older yeah for sure and and i do look at the teenagers cheaper i teach cheaper car insurance i know you can use higher cars for cheap and i look at them and i think like i wish uh, like you could see yourself with my eyes because I mm. know how much time you're wasting, like worrying about how those jeans fit or your skin or whatever it is. But it, we like, it literally does get better. So oh, one yeah. of the things I love is just increasingly not giving a toss, <laughs> yeah. but I don't want that to come at the expense of being a good person. And I'm, I'm okay. worried I might be prematurely turning into a complainer. Oh, really? Not quite a letter writer. I'm not writing letters yet. Okay, so I do that. I know you do because I, dro- <laughs> I proof them. That one I sent to the chief minister. I know. something that was probably not chief minister worthy. I remember. But he like, responded. Yeah, and good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, anyway, I just... And I, I, I found myself the other day, I was like, mm, do I say something? And I've decided instead of being the letter writer... Okay. Far better to say something at the time. Oh, okay. Like sure. if you have the opportunity, say it at the time. By all means, take it. So I've done it once before at the Woodworks, which is our ritual cafe. Oh, what happened there? They served me banana bread that was inedible. I actually recall this. And I had yeah. to be like, I'm so sorry, but if you serve that to someone else, like they will lose it. Yeah. Like it is not edible. Yuck. You've confused the sugar and the baking soda or something. Ooh, okay. Really yeah. not nice. But this happened at Pilates. Okay. <laughs> I love your Pilates villain era. So my Pilates <laughs> era is going really well for me. Um, I really enjoy going. I go many times a week. There are different types of classes. I've actually got to go at 6.30 tonight. But we're good. We got time. Yeah, we're good. Um, and I quit my gym membership to go to Pilates. It is probably a little bit more than double the cost of the gym. Okay. Okay. So when you think about what you're paying for, well, you're paying for the small classes. And an, an actual instructor too, right? An actual instructor. Yeah. Um, you're paying for, I guess, the equipment that you use that is kind of specialty, mm-hmm. the reformers. Do you need to sneeze? No, no. Oh, you look like you needed to sneeze. Oh, maybe I've just got that. Maybe you just got that. That countenance. Yes, me. you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really am also paying for like the environment is really important in terms of motivating yourself to keep going. I totally agree. I'm specifically paying to not be looked at by roid munchers. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Who smell like bro? Yeah. Like, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want them correcting my squat technique. I don't want them looking at me. I don't want to make it a gender thing. It's a specific subsect of a gender thing. Yeah. The roid munchers could be men or women, but they're not in Pilates class. <laughs> okay. And I, I don't like to use that phrase except that it's accurate. Like, I'm really sorry it is. Yeah. There okay. is a certain physique that you look at in the gym and you're like, that is enhanced. Yeah. That's maybe not al natural. That's enhanced or it's coming at the detriment of all of your other like things you do in life. Yeah. Like you've given up working to be a gym rat. Yeah. Like your children never see you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm paying quite a bit of money to be spared that. I think that's so reasonable. I have this safe environment. You're pretty like vulnerable in your Pilates gear, in your Pilates positions, your downward dogs or whatever. Yeah, well, the positions, you definitely are vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. This girl who regularly attends walks in late. Mm-hmm. But she walks in late with a gym bro. Okay. Yuck. Borderline an RM. Can't tell you. Like, maybe not quite that level yet, but a gym bro. He has that kind of way about him that, like, he walks next to her as though he owns her, which is kind of grot to begin with. Oh, uh, ick. No. He's probably made her late. Anyway, if you're late, they can give your spot to someone on the wait list. So people very often turn up to class and hope that someone else doesn't come so that they can oh, take their oh, spot. Okay, sure. Because they're popular. There's only 14 people at a time or something. Yeah. Um, there's only one spot left. She takes the spot, but he sits down on the kind of benches where you store your bags and yep. he watches the entire time, the Pilates class. Oh my, have you heard that? It was my stomach twisting over. I am on the machine closest to him. You. He doesn't sit and look at his phone. He doesn't pull out a novel, God forbid, and read or write in his journal or do some meditation. He sits, <laughs> man spread, full glory, tiny shorts rolling up, muscles tensed, arms crossed, staring. I assume he's staring at her, but her machine is behind me. So okay. it feels the whole time like he's staring at me. <laughs> Pilates is not a spectator sport. No, it's not because it's often unflattering. <laughs> so I spend the hour long class, like often literally directly in his eye line. Like if I'm keeping a neutral spine, I need to be making eye contact with him. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't look away. And the bench is only... <laughs> Maximum two meters away from like my booty hole. I hate this. To guy. be honest, <laughs> I want to drown him. And he doesn't avert his gaze. He doesn't go and sit somewhere more off to the side. And I think to myself, as we pack up, I'm like, do I write a letter? And I'm composing it in my head the whole <laughs> session. I'm not trying my hardest because I feel gross. I don't want to be there with him doing that. Like it, I, I completely. It understand. ruins the session for me. Yeah, completely. For sure. I, I don't. I feel vulnerable. I don't feel comfortable. Um. Like, I don't get the most out of it. I really loathe it. And I wish the instructor would kick him out. Mm -hmm. But they don't. So I'm composing the letter in my head. And then I think, do you know what? That's almost not fair. Because if it was me, I would rather someone just walk up and have the conversation right now. To the instructor or to the bro? Yeah, yeah, to the instructor. I think so too, yeah. So I wait and they take forever. The bro and the girlfriend who did the class to leave. And I kind of listen to what they're saying and I realize what's happened, but I think even so I'm still in the right. They've done a bring a friend kind of um, voucher over Christmas. So so you can bring a friend and enroll them in a session. Mm -hmm. She's clearly enrolled him. They've been late. 
he can't do it yeah because there's only one machine left so he lets her but instead of waiting outside or going to westfield which is only one meter away or going to a nearby cafe he sat and watched because he was intending to do the class and i think "Mm, am i in the right and so anyway i say to the instructor i'm like "Mm, is that what's happened there and she's like yeah yeah yeah." and i'm like okay i still think it was weird that he watched and i was really uncomfortable about him being there spectating the whole time and it ruined the class for me and she was really taken aback but what i didn't realize was a woman standing behind me is another more senior instructor in the same thing who was just taking the class for fun oh okay And she's behind me and so she whips around in front and she makes this like eye contact with me where she's like, yes, absolutely, completely understand. That was weird and uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, I've got her in trouble now. Oh, (laughs) foozle. Which was the exact reason I didn't write the letter was like, I don't want to get in trouble, but I do want to get the result. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think there needs to be a spectator policy. Totally. I think that is so fair. It was gross. Yeah, I hate that. And the no manners about it, like... Look at your phone, read a magazine. I don't know. Do something else. Put your AirPods in. Just, like, and you could tell he was staring so that I reckon later on he could be like, tell her all the reasons why Pilates isn't a real workout, to be honest. There is no gym junkie under <laughs> 30 who doesn't have a lot to look at on Instagram. <laughs> exactly. It's just not a thing. Research your, I don't know, formula creatine liver killing formulas. <laughs> How much tuna and rice you can eat today. Anyway, so I don't know. Do you think that is the, is that the better approach? <clears throat> To do it there and then. I think there and then is good. I think um, something the older I get, and I'm going to report on this, is things that might be difficult conversations are best had in person. Yeah. The very least over the phone. Oh, much prefer a phone to an email or a Zoom even. Yeah. I mean, I just hate Zoom. I hate Zoom all over. I don't know why people (laughs) think it needs to replace the phone. I think just get on the blower. The phone works perfectly well. I'm fine with the phone. Yeah. I would choose a phone call over a FaceTime any day. I hate Zoom so much that I refused to do Zoom parent-teacher and did phone calls instead. Yeah, that's so fair. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, My I face totally is irrelevant bad. to them. Do you know, I've got something I would like to talk about um, and it involves m- maybe am I being unfair about an experience that I had um, involving... Uh, a, a venue so like yours was at, at pilates mine was when i was um getting remedial massage oh yeah go on now this is a story i've held on to for quite some time now and i've wanted to know it for quite some time now it's happened it's happened a really really long time uh, uh sorry it's, like six weeks more more probably, yeah so when is this note dated this note is dated the 23rd of november excellent so oh how long yeah that's about six weeks okay so this is something, and I want to run this by you okay. as massage etiquette. All right. Okay. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> and I guarantee you this is not going to go where you think it's. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my question is, if you are in a, a massage venue, so the place that I go is the, the people that are really good and what they do is really fantastic. Yep. However, the particular venue that they have, because it's like a fit out inside, um, I don't know, sort of like a, a mall or something. Yeah. Well, so the space that they're in, it's like the rooms, the rooms like where you go, mm. like the walls don't go all the way to the ceiling. Yeah. 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 Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in one like that. Yeah. So um, anyways, that's fine. And it's never bothered me before. Yeah. And 
what's what's happened is I've gone in for my remedial massage and like I'm in but like my neck hurts so I'm in pain whatever. Mm, yeah oh you were in so much pain back then yeah I'm I'm much better now I'm really good now yeah anyway so my question is how much chatting how much talking is appropriate during a massage oh I want to know okay I want to know what you think before I tell you this story so I think okay I want none okay my mom I think she chats away I think they're gossiping. All right. Okay. I want none. I want absolutely none. I only want talk that is relevant to my body. Okay. So me too. So yeah. the only the only talking I want to hear from the other clients is um, pain there. I need it here. This is that. Harder, like, like, softer. Yeah. Like instructions about yeah. how the massage needs to go yeah. for the best like healing yeah. opportunities. I also absolutely do not want to be asked why I'm so stressed and tense or be told to stress less because I'm tense. I don't like, and every single time um, she does this every time, um, so tight in the legs, like my legs are really yeah. tight. Or every single time she's like, like rocks. <laughs> like, I, 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 that's, I know. Why I'm here. that's why I'm here. Okay. So I'm going to relay to you some chats I overheard. Okay. Now, this was from the same – this is from one individual client. Okay. And I found oh, myself, gosh. by the end of this, I couldn't decide if I was absolutely irate or if it was completely fine and I was being so unreasonable. Oh, no, you're asking the wrong person because I'm already <laughs> irate. I'm already irate about it. Go on. Okay. I'm going to tell you – the th- <laughs> what I've made here is a list of things that were talked about. Yep. The, like the, the conversation topics that I heard and I've ranked them in order from most appropriate to the massage okay. to the least appropriate. Okay. How many have you got there? One, two, ten. Ten. All right. Let's start. Hit us with the most appropriate. Okay. So the most appropriate topic was I've been on a mountain run. Okay. Okay. Hence, I'm hence my body I'm, is sore. Hence, I'm here. So, like, explaining okay. what's Context. happened. What's happened to her yep. body? Right. Yep. Okay. Now, this woman did not have a quiet voice, and I wonder if there's something specifically about the demographic of this kind of person. And it's in the next one. Are they American? No. Oh, okay. Even even worse. <laughs> Full time teacher. Oh God. <laughs> no. So this woman is like, okay, so as I said, like ranking most appropriate for the massage. So being on a mountain run. Maybe involving stress or physical, like strenuous activity, right? Okay. Teacher of Italian full time. Having a full like discussion about this, about like, you know, how much work it is. Like there's, like I'm giving you the topic. There's a full conversation to each of these topics. Yeah, because you're there for what, an hour? I'm in there for an hour and a half because I'm that bad. Okay. Right? So I hear her come and go. Yeah. And I'm relieved when she's gone. Oh, that feeling. Yeah, go on. Okay. And I think maybe you'll disagree with how I've ranked these. So mountain run, teacher of Italian full-time, two car accidents, has been hit by a car on two separate occasions, (laughs) once in Canberra, once in Dublin. Oh, my God. Is it? No, it's not my mum. Okay, so my (laughs) mum speaks Italian and has been hit by a car, but I think it was him. Paris? I'm oh, not sure. Oh, my gosh. 
Do you agree with me ranking teaching full time ahead of car like being oh, a yeah, yeah, car yeah, twice? Yeah, yeah. No, he can buy a car and spare me the teaching any day. Okay. Uh, number four for relevant to the massage, um, Russian family of immigrants. That's relevant. That's well, not relevant. I thought it might be like. Are you um, going for like in- generational trauma? trauma? <laughs> <laughs> and the recent war, very rough. Okay, so these are all legitimate things that happen. Okay. The next one. Um, this was another full-blown conversation that went for approximately three to four minutes. Um, her not learning Russian because her father didn't want her to be ostracized. Irrelevant. Not relevant to a massage, is it? Irrelevant. No. Don't yes, want to know about a, it. I don't believe that is contributing to the stress or physical pain. Okay. Sorry. I need to know how much she is just monologuing or how much this is a dialogue and it's encouraged by the masseuse. Oh, okay. So there's no actual words coming from the massage therapist. <gasps> it's all just like... Um, Take uh, a hint, woman. What are the noises that people make? What do they call mm, them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Um, I thought you might know an actual word no, for that. Just d- did them for you. Great. Thank you. Okay. Did you like that noise? I did. Okay. <laughs> That's my turkey noise. Here's the next thing that I do not believe is contributing um, to why she needs a master's. Therefore, it's not appropriate. Okay. Uh, her love of language, which she'd learned at uni and she lived in Italy. Hates it. Sorry, it's no longer relevant. Hates it a lot. The next one. The grandfather worked on the Trans-Siberian Railway. <laughs> Also not relevant. I can't. Next one. Now, this might be controversial because okay. I, I really don't, I don't know. Maybe this played into um, her understanding of like massage therapy. Asking the therapist what part of China he's from and what his views on the Russians are. Oh, God. Why? Why? This is my personal favorite okay. and least favorite. Is he definitely Chinese? Yeah, they okay. are. Whew, thank God. I think you'll die at this. What's your favorite Confucius saying? <laughs> Shut up. Went on massage bed. Confucius. <laughs> and I'm just dying in the next room going, oh my God, when will she go? <laughs> did they have an answer? I think he did. Um, oh my God. I th- oh. No, I did- the reason I didn't write it down is because I couldn't hear what he said. Oh. And I, was, and I really wanted to ask him when I finished, but he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? Oh, no, nah, I hate it. It's completely inappropriate. But what do you do about it? Because it's her. Like, it's her. It's not the masseuse. Yeah, no, it's not his fault. But they my, need a sign. my therapist, yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to say the older woman. She's more senior. Yeah. She's definitely, she's very senior. Yeah. Uh, and she does a fantastic job and I rate her and recommend her highly. Yeah. She exits. My, after this Confucius saying, she exits my my room where I am. Mm-hmm. And I hear her open the door to where this other woman yes. is to talk to the therapist. And she muttered something sort of in a frustrated tone. In Yeah. Um, what I'm going to assume is an, like, yeah. was an Asian language I didn't know. And then the chatting stopped. Sorry, are there any Asian languages you do know? Um, no. Oh, no. Well, I did learn Japanese <laughs> in preschool primary school. For a bit. <laughs> preschool. Yeah. Nice. Lovely. Okay. So that did that stop things? Yes. Well, okay. in the, end, the woman kept talking, but the I could you could tell 
um, that the therapist was like putting the kibosh on it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that an appropriate thing to say anymore? I don't, I don't know. I've never heard that phrase, to be honest. It just means like putting a stop to Actually, it. and it's you know, a little bit out of order. I was thinking about phrases. Oh, okay. I think um, I need to spice up my vocabulary. So there are some phrases that I'm done with <laughs> and some phrases that I want to integrate into my speech more. Okay, so some phrases we're going to bin and some yeah. phrases we want to bring in. So I've got far more to use than to bin. Um, but okay. to bin, I hate the phrase tuning or on the tune for flirting. I've never heard that. Nah, hate it. Absolutely hate it. Um, I get. I don't even know what that means. Is it like t- tuning it, getting something ready? I don't know. Like tune a radio get uh, get it on the right frequency tune oh maybe like tuning a car yeah like, yeah yeah mm. okay okay none of that hate it hate that hate the word root for intercourse <laughs> 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 yeah no nah, that's it i don't like it either but i want to bring back bang <laughs> oh i definitely say that okay yeah um and i hate and this is a popular millennial one the word adulting adulting yeah Look at me adulting. I think we've, we've we talked about this in a previous podcast <sighs> where you informed me that the Gen Zoomers hate us for our use of the word adulting. Yeah, I'm, I agree with them. Yeah, They've okay. got me on board. I think it is gross. Okay. I think we are assumed now adults and we can just be <laughs> and we don't need to label it. I understand that it's a challenging time to be an adult and therefore you want to like celebrate the mm. things you do that are adulty. Yeah. I'd, I'm done with the word. Makes me vom. Okay, fair, fair. Okay. Can I tell you one of the... Cause I, Have you got one for the bin? I've got one for the bin and it's a particular phrase. It's not a word. It's um, touching base. Ooh, oh, like that touch jargon, touch yeah. base. We don't say touch base at my work. We say connect with. Can I tell you another one that I hate? Yeah. And it's one that I hear a lot in school at the minute. Yeah. And probably people I work with are going to listen to this and be like, hmm, contentious. I'm going I'm to say what I mean and mean what I say. I cannot stand the use of the term clarity. <laughs> like, can I, when, when it's Can we used, get some clarity yeah, on this? Instead of just saying, can you explain further? Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. I don't think I've had that one used too much around. I think when it's, when it's used, when I hear it, it basically is used to mean your idea makes no sense. <laughs> so I quite like it. So when someone suggests something, and it's a terrible idea or it's like completely has no thought behind it. They'll be like, can I just get some clarity on that? <laughs> okay. So when, when I hear it or often see it written down, it's yep. like, okay, so we're going to have a meeting about this so that we can get some clarity Ugh. on it. And I'm like, okay, if you need to get some clarity we're on the situation. We're going to connect with the staff to get some clarity about m- this issue over the horizon. Maybe you were deeply unclear the first time Ugh. and you need to consider your communications. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like it when they want to get clarity about our confusion. Oh, as though it's okay. our fault that we're confused. Mm. When, like you said, you just didn't explain something. I'm well like, the first time. maybe just not. Or you didn't think it through. Like you had the yeah. buzzwords, but not the actual. Yeah, meat. exactly. Okay. okay. Some things I want to bring back. They look. They're largely rude. Um, <laughs> you did say that you don't hear anyone else use the word snark or snarky except for me. No, but I saw it. Where did I see it? We saw it on a book or something. That was it. Yeah, yeah badge. Um, so I think oh, it was a badge. Normalizing yeah. the phrase "snarky." Yeah, you've used it for years. Yeah, um, I want to use the word "mole" more often. Do you know? 
I think you, you know this person. I know someone who uses that word regularly. You wouldn't expect it of her either. She's a lovely lady, but she likes to whip her word out. It's from her time. I'm going to say it's from her time well spent in the Northern Territory. And that's okay. all I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> there was a word that I carried with me from the country that I've lost now, but I used to say it, um, the two phrases that I used to say all the time to the city kids when I started teaching them that they thought made me sound really bogan. Oh, yeah. Beauty. Good one. And champion. Just to express affirmation. Yep. Just beauty, champion. And I've lost them now. I don't say them anymore. Um, this one, I just, this calls for barbecue shapes. I think the rest of that um, quote is actually, it's a Captain bottle, Kim quote and a bottle of Baileys. And a bottle of Baileys. But I think you can just use the first half. Because I actually say that. Because I think the second half is implied. I think it is to people who know, but I yeah. like to, for anyone who I think might not get it, I like to finish the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. When someone's looks really unhappy, face like a smacked ass. <laughs> 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 I have to tell you one that my mum says. She's just say, face like a drop pie. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So because of the time that our colleague dropped an entire pavlova, face like a dropped pav would also work. Which colleague? Oh. Janet Planet. Yeah. Um, also, face like a hat full of assholes. <laughs> Only for the... What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I think it means ugly. I have got <laughs> Okay. I've got one that means the same and it's actually it's not mine. It's not bronze. Okay. It's actually bronze mother. Excellent. The Dons. Okay. And she would say bit unfortunate looking. Yes, I love that. My grandma <laughs> would say homely. That meant <laughs> bit homely. And if you're a bit comely, it maybe means you're a bit, I don't know, lascivious. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got, these are getting ruder as we go, better late than pregnant. Does that one have an origin story? <laughs> so I think it just comes from like, um, what's that show? Wheel of Fortune where you have to like figure out the phrase. Uh, yeah, yeah. And an good. old woman guesses it, it's better late than never, but she guesses better late than pregnant, just stands <laughs> up and yells it. <laughs> Was she a contestant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like literal grandma age. Oh my. Okay, I want to bring the rhyming slang back. I love it. Yep. Okay, because I thought of this the other day. My dad used to always call children tin lids. Kids. Yep, yep. I think that that has a side history, uh, something to do with milk ads, like Billy Lids for Billy Kids or something. Possibly. Google it. It's something to. Do you know who knows about that? And I'm going to name this person Annie. Oh, yeah. oh good. So, okay. Well, I like tin lids. I'm bringing that back. Yeah, love it. Have you got any? Good- I've, I've got a couple. So yeah. mine are all things that I already say. Yeah, that just need to be used more. And um, because By I quite people. pride myself on my ability to turn a phrase that's appropriate for little people. Yeah. Um, so one that I have acquired recently from a colleague of mine, because um, I, I used to say... Um, you know, like classic, oh my goodness, oh my gosh, mm. or from our our special, like wonderful teacher. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say Lindy and figure out how to do it later. That's fine. Yeah. So Lindy used to say, oh my goody gumdrops. Oh, I love that. But from my most recent teaching partner, she used to say, oh my giddy aunt. Yes, I love that. I love oh my giddy I like giddy what aunt. the Dickens. Oh, yeah. I also love mother, because I, 
people who like listen to this might not realize, but I love to swear. Oh, we swear. We swear a lot. Okay. So what you do, you've got the, my colleagues do this too, because they have their own children. Yeah. So I have a colleague who goes for what the fuzzy no-nos. Ah, yes. But what I've started doing, which makes no sense to people who don't understand that I've picked these phrases up, what the fuzzy no-nos, et cetera, Mm. from colleagues is that I've started turning them back into sweary ones. Oh, okay. Can you give an example? So like, like what the fuzzy F knows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which completely defeats the purpose. No, I like it better. <laughs> Another one I like to use is mother of pearl. Oh, I love in, that. Instead of, because I used to always accidentally, do you know, I have never once, no, maybe once in my entire career have I actually accidentally let a swear word Amazing. out. Well done. Um, I've read them when they've come from um, books. Oh, yeah. Like I've read them aloud. Yeah, fair. I think that's reasonable. And I've done it when something really frightened me, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, okay. And I just like jumped and swore. Yeah, so because I'm always accidentally almost swearing. Mm. So instead of saying mother, I say mother of pearl. I love that. Um, another one is foozle, which I got foozle. from Mrs. Coffee, but... I she got it from Harry McClary. Amazing. Love Harry McClary. Um one that I coined myself is Rats on Jats. I love that one too. Um What and Tarnation is a is a great one. Um and one that I sort of co-developed with the children. Mm-hmm. Um because I, I like to say, you know, we've got things to do. Like, you know, we have got we've got stuff on. We're right? not here to spiders. We're not instead of saying we're not here to spiders. I would say um, we've got things to do, places to go, babies to kiss, all Aww. that. And then the kids added a couple. One was horses to ride. And then we, eventually we had to say the whole thing. So it was good. we've got things to do, places to go, babies to kiss, horses to ride, all that. T- and like it just went on and on and on. That's adorable. That's a fun one. I quite like, which I've just recalled, we're not here to put shoes on caterpillars. Oh, that is a great one. Just again for the imagery. Fantastic. These are these are my this one's niche, um, and you just say it whenever anything's absurd. So it comes from I watch a YouTuber who watches like two thousands reality TV. <laughs> just that's so my specific. guilty pleasure. Okay, and so she's watching Trini and Susanna's What Not to Wear from the year two thousand and three or uh, something. My mum loved that show. Okay, this show's a real throwback. Basically, they just body shame anybody who doesn't wear a statement belt to cinch their waist. Yeah, they're like, oh, you've got a pair body Oh, shape. and they give people you know, yeah. terrible haircuts. Okay, so I'm watching Luxaria, the YouTuber, watch that. Okay. And it's like Brad Mondo reacts, but for like t- yeah, 2000s TV. In a particular episode, <laughs> they say, as though this is gospel and makes total sense, that this outfit is a staple for any woman because it combines a daytime tweed and an evening chiffon. And then they just move the F on. Like they don't. They do not explain that any further. Evening chiffon. And so this YouTuber just started using this phrase for any time anyone says something that is utter nonsense, but with total confidence. So now I'm using it for anything that's absurd or stupid. Oh, daytime, what is it? A daytime yeah. tweed and an evening yes, chiffon. Yes, A daytime tweed and an evening chiffon. So anytime anyone mansplains to me, my brain is like a daytime tweed and an evening chiffon. Just anything that's dumb. Just dumb and, and nonsense, but said with confidence. <laughs> I like that. Um, this one comes from the remake of Heartbreak High. Oh, there's, all right. There's a fierce grandma in it. She's raising her grandson. The police okay. have knocked on the door. He's lying about it. He's like, I wasn't involved. I wasn't there. I definitely don't deal drugs. I don't know what you're on about. Lies, lies, lies. And she says to him, I'm so sorry about this. I didn't ride in on yesterday's dick. 
Um, <laughs> That's a good one. And then my very final one, which I actually can't say. Oh, all right. Came from an autocorrect fail in a family group chat about planning Christmas Eve drinks. And this phrase can be used either for as a collective noun for a group of a-holes or <coughs> it can right. be used sort of in place as the woman equivalent of a sausage fest, which I know you hate that phrase. I I think everyone hates that phrase. Okay, but you walk into a room, it's full of men, and you cut, you're like, it's a sausage fest. <laughs> Stop saying it. <laughs> sausage fest. So you can use this phrase for the, the woman equivalent. Okay. It's the word charcuterie. Okay. But you take the coot part and you replace it with the other C word that denotes female genitals. Charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and this is a this is a or an autocorrect mis mis yeah that's come from that's come from me my fingers typing wrong on the keyboard and it was actually an autocorrect fail so I needed autocorrect to intervene and it didn't autocorrect looked at that and went do you know what fair enough your autocorrect has a thing for that particular like genre of discussion because the um. So the other dog that lives in my house, his name is Duke. Oh my god, Duke D U K E. Yeah, and every like your phone always autocorrects it to another, um, another way of saying lesbians. I was going to say big store of water, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my phone. Hold thinks- on, say it again, <laughs> and I'll cut it out. <laughs> a uh, big, a big store of water. Hmm. Um, yeah, not a, not a damn. My phone thinks the most likely word I want is not Duke, but in fact, Dyke. Yeah. It changes hat to gay. My phone always turns OMG into IMG. Mine. Like that was ever a thing. Yeah. And then mine also changes any word that is SPE. So special, Mm. um, speaker. It wants to write spermatozoa. I knew about this. And I, I think have crazy. never once written the word spermatozoa out. I didn't even know that was a real word. I've got like the me. autocorrect lewd biology edition somehow. Yeah. Yours is a bit extra. It's... <laughs> Did you pay extra? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit wild, my autocorrect. Okay. So we've got some good phrases to bring out. Did you have any for the bin? Um, I don't know if I've got any because I already don't use things I don't like. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I, I just... can't, I can't think of any specifically that I really that can't That you need, stand. need to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My kind of echo chamber for language is usually pretty good, actually. That's pretty good. Because I've got good quality phrases. Are you, have you come to terms with me using the phrase pup set? Pup set? No, I like it. Okay. I really You initially like it. were not, you were not on board. I was like, what? What? Yeah. Now it's a habit. Instead of saying upset, I say pup set. I think I actually used it the other day. Okay. Excellent. Um, I don't know if we're going to use this, but we anyway. Might. Oh, we'll never know. I've Tell a, me your story. I have a favorite colleague. It's no secret. Okay. Um, <laughs> We both work in behavioral sciences. Um, and anyway, we have similar interests. We like going to the theater together. We went to see American Psycho, the musical together. Um, Lovely. We went to see a, a recording of a play of, oh God, I can't even remember which Shakespeare it was now, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh my God, which one was it? My mind is so blank. It had Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch followers have some of my favorite names. And Benedict Cumberbatch is also like the most made fun of names by other shows. 
I live for it. Because they will always be like, you know, whoa, it's got that actor in it. Um, Benedict Cumbersnatch. Yeah, Bendy (laughs) my thatch. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. Anyway, (laughs) he was great. Um, So I love this colleague. And he says to me, have you seen the ads for Feared and Revered, which is on at the National Museum over the school holidays? Mm-hmm. It's a show about, I guess, representations of women over history, hence the name Feared and Revered. Um, and I said, yeah, I really want to see that. And he went, cool, maybe we could go together. I said, excellent. He went, I'm going next Wednesday. This is the last week of school. And I said, oh, I, I can't do it next week. I'd have to do it in January. In the middle of the week in week 10. No, in the he was going in the week before Christmas. Oh, okay, yeah. So going, also, ne- I'm going next Wednesday. I can do morning or afternoon. Still no. And no. I was like, no, I can't, I can't do next week. And he goes, okay, oh well. And it was clear that I'd been <laughs> uninvited based <laughs> on reschedule. my availability. And I was like, I, I'd have to go in January. And he's like, okay, enjoy. Walks away. <laughs> Ten minutes later, <laughs> he's leaving for the day. Ten minutes later, I get a message on my phone. It says. I've thought about it and I've realized there's no reason I can't go in January instead. <laughs> if you would still like to go together. Oh, bless. <laughs> so oh I'm looking gosh. forward to that and I can report back on that once I'm Ooh. gone. But I love the very notion of like, <laughs> I, I would like to do this thing with you on this day and time only. Before like further thought had been given to it. <laughs> <laughs> Completely at my convenience. <laughs> and then immediately uninviting someone. I don't know. I kind of like that. Uh, I was not at all offended or, or, to be honest, surprised. But I thought it was very sweet that he went away and reflected about it. I don't know that I'd be offended either. I think I would just think it was funny. And <laughs> be like, mm, oh, well. Anyway, so that's something that I have kind of coming up, I suppose. That's nice. Yeah, it'll be nice. Mm. It'll be good. I have, I know we've run a bit over time. I reckon we just... Do we just run with it? Yeah. Okay. This is an extra version, extra long edition. I have one final thing for you. Because we're going to report back on doing some organized fun. Oh, yeah. Next time. So I think we're going to do some activities because it's the holidays. We have capacity. We're going to have some fun. Do Carve out some time to do some actual things other than just brunch Mm -hmm. because we're millennials with our dogs. Um, My favorite colleague um, is a big film buff. Okay. And he announced to us that he was going to a special... He likes to see showings of films that are old. So, like, I know Palace Electric do that. Dendi does that. um, And the National Film and Sound Archive do that. Okay. He announces to us that he's got to leave school Mm -hmm. early-ish for him because he normally stays quite late to go to um, a special screening in the National Film and Sound Archive. That building that looks like an armadillo? Yes. Yeah. For a scratch and sniff movie. No. That's, yes. That's ridiculous. So I don't know what that conjures for you, what you think that would look like. I don't know. Okay. That's so, ridiculous. So what it is, is they play a film and you get a card, a scratch and sniff card, and a number flashes up. And when that number flashes up, you scratch that bit of the card and you sniff it as part of the experience. I hate okay. the sound of this. So I think that's wild enough in itself. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. But I didn't know of the film he was going to see. And the older people in the staff room did. It's called Polyester. Okay. It's by John Waters and it's from 1981. No, I haven't seen it. I haven't even heard of it. <clears throat> 
It says, In John Waters' divine tribute to the Hollywood woman's picture, a frustrated housewife, Francine Fishpaw, tries to maintain her sanity while taking care of her dysfunctional household. Elmer, her husband, and the owner of an adult theatre, is sleeping with his secretary. Francine's delinquent son, Dexter, and pregnant teen daughter, Lulu, aren't helping matters any. But then Francine meets the dashing Todd Tomorrow, that's his name, Todd Tomorrow, owner of a theatre specialising in art films, basically the same thing, adult and art films. With her life spiralling out of control, can Francine overcome tragedy, reunite her family, and find true love? Francine has a keen sense of smell, and odours play an important role in polyester. <laughs> For its original release, John Waters designed an odorama, a new version of Scratch and Sniff. These are the reviews. A rancidly hilarious slice of Americana. Rancid. Yeah. Okay, so this is basically a film about people getting it on. Pregnancy, affairs, adult cinema. Can you imagine the a- things that would appear mm. on that card? I'm imagining the smell of downstairs moose heads. Ooh. On like ooh, ooh, thurs- ooh. Between Thursday and Friday ooh. in the middle of the night. Ugh. Sheets, just like dirty sheets. <sighs> that dirty sheet smell. No. You know no, I hate it. Thank you. So it got me thinking. I don't hate the concept. smell vision Yeah. What films would it be or genres would it be good for? And what is it a terrible idea for? Mm, okay. Okay, so like Magic Mike, probably a bad idea. No, because it all just smells Sweat. like, like um, I don't know. B.O., dirty carpet. I was thinking Old Spice. I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I think Harry Potter or like fantasy could work really well. Mm. Imagine if you're watching the dragon scene in Harry Potter 4 and you could smell like... The fiery... I was going to say burning flesh, but I guess just fire. Like a, a smoky smell smoky. or like you're in the forest and you can smell foresty smell or when Hermione yeah. smells the potion and it smells like cut oh, grass. The, the Amatentia potion. Yeah, so yeah. I think fantasy, it could work really well. Totally. Romance, terrible. I just, yeah, because it all just smells like pheromones. Smell, smell is... Actually, not a good, not a romantic thing, largely. I also think it would I agree. ruin the romance. Ooh, okay, yeah. Um, I would also be into it for um, any kind of gardening or cooking. Oh, that'd be oh, that'd Genre? make me so hungry. Like, um, if I was watching, because I, I, this is like, this is a little guilty viewing pleasure of mine, mm-hmm. but I like to watch um, gardening videos where they just do the gardening but don't talk to you. Oh. That sounds so sweet. <laughs> what about those lumberjack videos you were watching? Oh, yeah, they were great. So <laughs> Smell the wood. Yeah, it was this like guy who lived in, I'm going to say some kind of Slavic country. Yeah. And he was just, it was just him building. Um, Huts or something. No, well, it was a really big log hut. And I was just, it was just amazing because he built it with next to no Wild. tools. It was incredible. That's incredible. Okay. So I think that would all work really well. Then I'm thinking, you got me thinking because of gardening. What if you can have textures too? So gardening Australia, little bit of steel wool, Costa's beard. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have been to a similar experience to something okay. like this. So when I was, I'm gonna say maybe like twelve, mm. we went to like um, Movie World or somewhere up there. Yeah. And at Movie World, we went to what was called the Shrek 4D experience. Oh my god! Okay. And what it was, so it's like a it's like a regular movie theater, yes. and it's. 
I don't think it was a whole movie. I think it was like one of those like feature films. It's like 10 minutes or yeah. whatever. And anyway, you go in there and um, there's like when you're on the back of the carriage or whatever, mm. or there's a race or whatever, there's like wind blowing on you. So yeah. you feel like you're there. And there's a bit where um, Donkey like gets something in his nose and he sneezes and something sprays at you from in front of you. <laughs> um, I yeah. dig that. And I think the chairs might have moved a little bit yeah. or like they rumbled or something. Yeah. Like, but yeah, so there was I a physical I think experience. that's wild. I, okay, I dig it. I think because I think it would be so fun to design it. I don't necessarily uh, want to experience it. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. fair enough. Anyway, so that's, <laughs> that was my report on a special kind of film. Um. <laughs> that's such a niche thing to go and view. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so that might not be what we do for some organized fun. Um, but, ooh. But um, what are we going to... We thought we might go to Big Splash. Oh, we're totally going to Big Splash. Okay, we're totally going to Big Splash. We're going to do an art class. You're going down the coast. I am going down the coast. I'm considering going to Sydney. Ooh. Which I've not done for years. Why? Just to see Claire and go to a beach. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I was like, why would you go there? I know, I know. <laughs> um, and then we'll be reporting back. We will be reporting back about our organized fun and just general holiday goodness. Holiday good vibes. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Alrighty. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.